This episode is sponsored by the Paper Trails Greeting Company. Owners near and far, hear ye, hear ye. There's an amazing company that's dedicated to celebrating and encouraging every runner that laces up a pair of running shoes, and it's called the Paper Trails Greeting Company. This company offers something that's hard to replicate in a text message, and that is a physical, innovative, and genuine note of kindness that supports and celebrates every runner. The motto of the company is that every runner belongs, and each card proves that. The cards preach community among all runners, and there's a card for each season of a runner's journey. If you've run a new personal best, there's a card that celebrates that. If you suffered an injury, there's a card that lets you know that someone is thinking of you and that you'll come back even stronger. There's even a card that celebrates your significant running other. For me personally, I never felt like a runner, but then I stumbled across the Paper Trails Greeting Company and it inspired me to pick up running again. And eventually it made me feel like I was a part of the running community. Go on their website, papertrailsgreetingco.com and check out their incredible selection of cards. Use the code LACTICACID in all caps for 15% off your order. They also have inspirational stickers and PDF printouts, so be sure to check those out as well. Then follow them on their social media page on Instagram, Paper Trails Greeting Co., as well on Facebook. And always remember to celebrate every runner and that every runner belongs. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, sinks and inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. First and foremost, as always, I want to thank everyone for their support. It means the world to me. Thank you to all of those who have listened and watched. It has been so much fun getting a chance to produce these episodes, to talk with these athletes and personalities, and for you to get to know them as well. And just know I am eternally grateful for each and every one of you. And some good news, we are going to a weekly format. Yes, that's right. Every week, a new episode, and it is going to be a blast. We have a lot of special guests coming up on the show. So definitely stay tuned, stay tuned. It is going to be fun, fun, fun. Today, the episode that you're about to listen to is one that I am pumped about. I had Olympic shot putter Adelaide Aquila on the show from the Ohio State University. And if you know anything about me, you know I love my Buckeyes, man. And she is one of the best athletes to come through Ohio State in all of athletics, not just track and field. She was an Olympian at the Tokyo Olympian Olympics, excuse me, and she is an Olympian, once an Olympian, always an Olympian, and she just continues to break records, win national championships, and she is on par to be on course, excuse me, to be an All-American again this year. We talked about her journey at Ohio State, life as a student athlete. We talked painting, music. It was a lot of fun. And I know you're going to enjoy this episode, but do me a favor, as always, follow me on the platform. So let's get it started. So let's do Apple and Google Podcasts. Subscribe if you haven't. Spotify as well. Just type in the name of the show. You will find it. Subscribe to get all new episodes as soon as they are released. Also, if you would be so kind as to leave a nice review, um, it helps people find the show more as the, um, I guess, Apple, Spotify, uh, it pushes up the algorithm for it. So please do that for me. Twitter, Lactic Acid underscore pod. Instagram, Lactic Acid podcast. TikTok, uh, 
We're still holding on. Don't know how to use it, but follow me there at uh, Lactic Acid Podcast, and I would greatly appreciate it. We're on YouTube as well. Be sure to subscribe to see the audit, to see the video episodes. I might add. Um, and so, yeah, you'll find great content there. Thank you again for your support. God bless you all, and enjoy the episode. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid, the podcast where the takes are fresh, the ideas are ripe, and that makes us the best in the bunch. I am your host, Dominique Smith, and today I am bringing you one of the best athletes in collegiate athletics, one of the best athletes in the world. She is an Olympian. She has set many records. She has an incredible story, and she attends the Ohio State University. You know the thing about me, you know I love my Buckeyes. Her name is Adelaide Aquila. Did I get that right? Yes. We, we talked about it before the show. I could not screw her name up. What's going on? I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's a nice oh. little break from accounting. <laughs> that is just something that I can't wrap my head around. So <laughs> more power to you. Definitely putting the student and student athlete. Definitely very impressive. So I have to ask you this question because I ask everybody who comes on the show this question. If you had to pick a superhero to describe your game and shot put ring, who are you rolling with? To describe me in the shot put ring? Yeah. See, the problem is that I'm, I don't really like watch superhero movies. So that's okay. I can adjust. Okay. So if you had to pick any character or any actor, or actress, or fictional character on television that you would use to describe you as a shot putter, who, 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 okay. who are we rocking with? Um, I would say so kind of superhero ishy, not really. Luke Skywalker's a good one. I like how he's very like for the people okay. and you know, he doesn't really know if he's good um, Jedi or not at the start of the movies. And then he like grows to like figure out he's pretty good. I would say that relates to me pretty well. Wow. It fits your story, you know, from, <laughs> from like walk on to Olympia. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. okay. I respect that answer. I like that. It's funny. I always ask this question. I'm finding not a lot of people are into superheroes, including me, who, who asked the question to everybody else. But I do like that answer. Luke Skywalker. That's the first. Everybody on my team's like obsessed with Marvel movies. So I feel bad, like disrespecting all of them. I know once this comes out and they watch it, they're going to be like, are you kidding? You couldn't have said this person, this person. When I'm like, sorry. Oh. Here's the thing for me, I have a short attention span in some respects and certain things. I can't sit three hours and watch. Oh, yeah. Like I, I've watched a couple Marvel movies and they were excellent, but I was like, I don't know if I could like, because people have Marvel movie days. That's certainly not me. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I can't do that. So as we said, Adelaide is a Buckeye. If you know me, you know, I love Ohio state. Um, visited campus for the first time in August, visited the city of Columbus for the first time in August. And I went to UCF. I'm from Orlando. Um, mm -hmm. 
And so I went to UCF and UCF is UCF, Ohio State and ASU, Arizona State. They're the top three largest universities in the country. But I was like, and UCF is huge, but just being at Ohio State, I was like, oh, wow, this is like, this is crazy and stuff. So before I ask about any specific questions about being a Buckeye, so I have to ask you this. Is Thurman's and Raising Cane's like up to the hype? Those are the two places I didn't get a chance to go to. And but everybody was like, you gotta get the Thurman's, you gotta get the canes. And like Thurman's definitely lives up to the hype. I would say they used to sell wings there, and it would be like you'd get 12 wings and it would be like 30 bucks or something, which is like outrageous for wings, but it would be like giant, like the whole wing and it would be like giant. So that definitely lives up to the hype. I'm not really a big Canes fan. So I could go without it, but definitely Thurman's. See, I asked people like, so Thurman's, they said, I haven't heard anything about the wings, but they say the burgers are like, Oh yeah. The burgers are massive. They're so like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like when you see a fake burger and it's like always loaded up like that much, I swear that's how it is there. So but like actually a real burger. So it's like a Mondo burger. I don't know if you've seen the movie Good Burger, but it would be like those steroid based. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. And there's like, I wanted to go, but they said like the line is just quite literally out the door. Oh yeah, the line's normally really long, so they they don't really take reservations, I don't think. So it's always like you have to get there, and then the, there's like normally it's a very small gathering, like a small area for a restaurant. So I would say there's like ten tables max. Oh wow, so, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So you're not gonna eat canes. Here's what throws me off about canes, and they're actually building one in Orlando. I asked, okay, so. Like, what is it? Because it's like chicken tenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm like, what is it about canes that has people losing their minds? And no one has said the chicken. They say it's the sauce and the toast. Yeah. The sauce. It's the sauce. I've, um, oh, shoot. I made the sauce. It's very easy to make. It's like ketchup, honey mustard, like honey and a bunch of like other stuff and you can literally make it at home tastes exactly the same but the sauce is very good and then the toast it's like texas toast but it's seared with butter and it has like extra salt on it or something it's very good but i can do that at home i feel like pepper kind of toast and everything but those are the two places that everybody was like you gotta get to it you gotta get to it and for me I ended up just going to Waffle House instead because I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, that's comfort food 101. So, okay, I'm glad that I actually got some things cleared up and clarity on some things. But like I said, you are a Buckeye. So how's your season going so far? Now, I get all these emails saying you, you've won all these honors. So naturally, the answer is great. You're balling out there. Uh, but, yeah, just tell me about the season, especially coming off of a great, great season last year. Yeah, this year's, uh, it started off really well. You know, we picked up consistent marks around 18 mid. My best throw this year is 1909, which is like four centimeters or three centimeters less than I threw outdoor last year. So it's a very good start. Um, 
the, at the beginning of the year, we kind of just realigned um, what I wanted to focus on within the throw and how I wanted to think about different aspects of it. So we would focus on, all right, this is the back of the ring. I want to focus on this part, this part, this part. I want to feel this. And then we kind of realigned my cues and everything to those new visions. And it's been working out really well. You know, we're in a little bit of a different lifting cycle. So, you know, we're still lifting three times a week. <laughs> so that's, yeah, <laughs> but it's been, it's been really good so far. You had an incredible year last year where you were an NCAA champion. You made the Olympic team. Just kind of briefly talk about just that magical year that you had. You know, was it something that you expected? I didn't really expect it to start off the year. I definitely knew that I wanted to win nationals, indoor and outdoors, but I didn't expect to make the Olympic team. You know, that was just kind of like the cherry on top of everything that happened. I was having such success all throughout the year. And then for that to be the like pinnacle of my season, it was just a really great feeling and awesome to compete for uh, Team USA. The one thing that, you know, we briefly touched on the show, and that's one thing about this show, because I can say and pretty much do what I want, want to bring love to the throws because people do not understand how see they just look at it as somebody going into the ring and you're spinning around or you're gliding and then you're chucking this you know emblem in the air but it is it is difficult like what is something that you would want people to understand about the throws that will hopefully put some respect on our name so the biggest thing that I always explain is that when we're throwing, it's not just like a little baseball. It's not the same way as a baseball. It's basically for women, at least the weight of a, a five gallon paint can. Mm -hmm. So you're having that on your neck spinning through the ring. And then a lot of people think that you're just like throwing it with your arm, you know, just like a little baseball throw. And if you did that, I swear your shoulder would like rip right off the socket. <laughs> so I think that's the biggest thing to emphasize and to like put like a little respect on us because everybody always is like, oh my gosh, they are so unnecessarily big or like unathletic and like that type of stuff. So I think like for us to throw as far as we do with the weight of the implement, I think it's truly like very athletic for all of us and to see like the different results that come is awesome. That is something that, and like you said, it, it takes agility because if you're, especially I hated the spin. <laughs> I did not spin in the shot put because I was certain with that, you know, weight, obviously in high school, you know, we use 12 pounds, but right. With that weight, I was just going to spin myself out of the ring. Oh, yeah. Disc, discus was, you know, hard enough. But I was like, yeah, there's no way. At least I have, you know, freedom <laughs> to move my arms. But shot put yeah. in this steady, you know, steady position. So you're more, so you do the spin more so than the glide. And so this is getting technical for those who don't know. So what is it about the spin that gives you more freedom and power than the glide? So... Normally, spin people will be not, it will be like, 
the glide people is more very, it's very um, powerful and like explosive. And I'm not a very like explosive person. I'm not very coordinated in general. So <laughs> I cannot do the glide. So the spin is just a lot mm. like easier for me, at least to pick up. I think the different aspects of it, um, like getting out of the back of the ring, you know, getting into the middle and then the front, it's a lot easier. I've been doing the spin since like my senior year in high school. So five or six years. So I have a pretty good grasp on it, but the first time I tried it, it was not pretty. <laughs> I, that's the first time I've heard that like the spin is easier than the glide. Like I just, it's, it's so funny you say you're not coordinated, but you know how much coordination has to go into that? <laughs> That's the only thing I'm coordinated in. I swear. I joke with it. Uh, everybody around me all the time. Like, I'm only coordinated when I'm in the shot put ring. Any <laughs> other time, I will trip over air. Like, literally, I'll just be walking, look at my phone for a second, fall immediately. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I'm the same way. People don't understand, like, that struggle. Like, when you trip on your own shoes and everything. <laughs> exactly at least it's not only me <laughs> no I got caught like I was I was coming back from college like from UCF and mm -hmm. they were doing this news company was doing like this feature or whatever of people walking on the sidewalk with their phones it's <laughs> naturally like they catch me and I'm like walking and like right I guess right after it aired I like almost fell into the grass and everything like, that. like I said people don't understand like that struggle why for you why the shot put I was always kind of into the lifting aspect of throwing so like Olympic movements bench squat all of that stuff I was always like really big into that and being like a distance runner, obviously you do like a little bit of weight room stuff or like even a sprinter, you do a little bit of weight room stuff, but it's nowhere near the extent of being a thrower. So I thought that was the perfect combination of me being able to lift and then also being able to compete at a very high level and do something that not a lot of people think about when they do track like you know everybody thinks about sprints jumps distance all that stuff and then I get the opportunity to explain to them oh wait there's actually throwing too you know it's a big sport there's a lot of like different people in it and everybody's like such a great athlete type of thing I'm curious like were you like me like the only reason I was on the track team is because they were like well if you do this you don't have to run so. <laughs> I actually did track because so my parents made me kind of try different sports out when I was a kid to see what I like so I did like soccer volleyball cross country like all the whole array of everything and I got into track and they did like a Raider award which in my middle school was like you get a sweatshirt for doing every event on the track and in the field in a season and so I was doing shot put, I enjoyed it and I was pretty good at it. And then my coach was like, yeah, you're going to stick with this. I think you could go far type of thing. And so I stuck with it and kind of here I am. Yeah. <laughs> like an Olympian. Okay. Well, you know, coach knows what he's talking about. So shout out to him. So let's get off track and field for a second. So 
the fans want to know a little bit about you. Who is Adelaide off the track? Kind of, kind of give the people what they want to hear. Tell off, us a little bit just about you. Off the track, I am like a very organized person, like, like borderline a little obsessive. Like I'll clean my apartment like once a day, just like, oh, like, yeah, <laughs> but I'm a very organized person. You know, I like having everything in place. I'm a big like advocate of making a list of things you have to do. So like, I'll make a list for what I had to do today, like 8am, wake up, do accounting homework, 8.30 to 9.30, and then this, and I just have like my whole like hourly schedule planned out. But like, other than that, I'm a really big, like, I love painting. My grandma's actually a painter. It's just kind of like a fun little hobby I have on the side. Um, I love board games. We've been recently playing Catan a lot. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, yeah, it's, like, it's like a four hour board game. It takes a lot of focus, and but it's very fun. And then other than that, you know, I, I love watching sports, football, basketball, not really a big baseball person, but that's okay. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to get hate for saying this, but <laughs> baseball is a difficult sport. So let me just, let me just get that out the way. Baseball is a difficult sport, but I, 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 I can, I couldn't, I can never get with it. Maybe it's because my team is bad, but uh <laughs> I could never get with it. What is the go-to like OG board game that if you didn't have any other board game, that's the one you're rocking with? Scrabble. I, that's not really necessarily a board game. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I like it a lot. Scrabble or Sorry. Those are my two. Like you could go anywhere and be like, all right, you want to play Scrabble or Sorry? Yeah. I used to play Sorry. Sorry. Sorry was I was never good at Scrabble. Scrabble. I'm not good at Scrabble now, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did play Sorry. I wasn't good at Sorry, but you know that used to be an OG game. Yeah. I used to mess up Connect Four. Oh, oh yeah, Connect Four is always a big one. Normally, when I go home for like Christmas break or like Thanksgiving or something, my family we have a uh, Connect Board, uh, Connect Four thing, and we've had it since I was literally like two. So like, wow. a while. And we'll have like a tournament. We'll play that, and then we'll go and normally play like Sorry or just like another uh, board game like that. It's pretty who's, fun. Who's winning those tournaments? Ah, so can... normally Connect Four, it'll be my dad or my youngest brother. Okay. And then Sorry, it's always just kind of a toss up. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, that brings back some really good memories on this on this morning. Yeah. Um, you said you are organized to where you clean your apartment once a day. I'm not going to lie to you. I wish I, I, I wish I was about <laughs> that life. Um, what was like, where do you find the time as a collegiate student athlete? That's, you know, that's kind of one and two, just kind of what went into the sense of you know, extreme organization, which I'm not going to lie, that's very impressive. <laughs> like, it, it's very impressive and it's a great skill to have, especially writing stuff down. And I know my mom's listening to this and is going to use this as fuel, um, <laughs> you know, and everything. Um, so my freshman and sophomore year, I was organized, but not like 
full circle organized. Like I would keep my room organized, but that was about it. So I didn't really do that well my freshman and sophomore year, just kind of like overall, like athletically, academically, I didn't really do great in college. And so going into my junior year, I kind of made a flip and I realized that I needed to have like more control over the different aspects of my life if I wanted to be a better person overall and like improve academically and athletically. So for me, that's when I really started like doing my lists and cleaning my room, you know, making me feel like I was controlling the aspects around me so I could control like what was in my life and I could know all right, I have an assignment due. Sorry, my my boyfriend's do- roommate's dog is like walking around the laptop right now. <laughs> he just wants to be a part of the show. It's all good. <laughs> See, got a got a special, very special guest for those who are at least yes. watching on this show. <laughs> and so I would try to organize those aspects of my life, and then it would just kind of like pan out that in my athletic practice like I wouldn't have to be worried about oh I have this assignment due at this time did I finish this homework what's my dinner for tonight so I was able to really like complete those aspects of it and then um it just all worked out better painting that is something that I'm not gonna lie I wish I had that skill set because painting seems like a very um fun and relaxing thing to do so oh, what yeah. are some of the things that you paint? Like what's so, some of your best work? My motto is if I can paint it, I don't have... Okay, Tyson, go. If I can paint it, I don't have to buy my wall art. So I'll like make all of the paintings that I put on my walls at my apartment. And so I, I've done like a sunset. I do not really like actual paintings I do more like abstract so I'll do a lot of those and then um just like kind of uh different like quotes and like that type of stuff so I think it's very relaxing to do and I really like it that just sounds like so peaceful um oh it is I I like listening to like uh classical like piano music while I'm doing it and it just really helps me relax I'll like focus on that and um, it just completely takes my mind off of stuff. I know. So are you like a more classical or like smooth jazz? Because that's my kind of go to. As you said, because I don't know, there's something about piano, something about the horns that just like. Oh, yeah. I normally just kind of like search whatever I'm kind of in the mood for on Spotify. So if I want like more piano music, I'll go piano instrumental playlist and I'll do that. And then if I want like a more like jazzy playlist, I'll do the same thing. And then just kind of depends on what mood I'm in and how I want to like fix my um, like mind on that type of stuff. Do you have a favorite artist that you usually listen to? So not really. I can't really like pick one out, but I would say like before meets Mm -hmm. or like before like Cause I'll listen to classical music when I'm trying to like relax myself or focus on different uh, activities. But like, normally I'll just kind of like re- listen to like whatever's popular. So like rap music or like sometimes country, like EDM, like that type of stuff. 
EDM. Okay. That's that will certainly get you cranked up. Okay. <laughs> I you see, here's the thing. I I cannot listen to like rap right before competing, regardless of the sport, because I would just be too fired up and then usually oh. scratch on the first throw. <laughs> sometimes sometimes the fired up is good, but sometimes it does not <laughs> help in your favor. No, and it certainly did not help in my favor. So I had to like <laughs> listen to like precious Lord take my hand quite <laughs> literally. Uh, but no, I respect that. I love I'm not even going to say I I would love to be that artistic. I was just talking with my mom. I took a ceramics class and I took Mm -hmm. an art class and I was so bad. I made her this Ohio (laughs) State mug that like (laughs) you hold it like the wrong side, it just cracks. (laughs) Oh no. But like when I hear painting, it's like, good Lord, I wish I had that like talent. But I think that is so cool. That is a very efficient way to save money on mm-hmm. wall art because wall art is stupid expensive. Yeah, for no reason. To, I mean, okay, it is very reasonable if you're like buying it from like somebody who actually made it. But like when it's just like the generic stuff, that stuff is so expensive for no reason. Like $70 for just like this the size of a computer screen nothing that really takes off too much space so no i agree like you, you get it from walmart for like 75 dollars and it's just like no it's like no like i go take an art class and just have that you know whatever it is that i'm painting up before you pay like a hundred dollars so exactly. no you, you had it right the first time it's expensive for no reason obviously unless you buy it from you know the hand that made it so let's get back to collegiate athletics for a second I don't think that people understand we hear like you know football player schedule or whatever the case might be but I don't think people really get that it does not matter what sport you play what level you play at your schedule is 10 times more hectic and more loaded than the normal person's schedule Um, outside of and you can go however you feel and, you know, detail to give people an understanding of just, you know, kind of how much you have to accomplish in a day. But in addition to that, what is something that you wish people would understand about college athletes? So the biggest thing I think for me that like, it like sits wrong with me. Like when people are talking about how college athletes like have it so much easier, it's just like, we are still like, there's people who struggle at the just collegiate level and are taking like just their courses. Like we have a whole like different agenda on top of it as well as like, we're kind of based on our performance and how we do. And if we're gonna, from other sports, like if we're gonna play the next game, if we're gonna sit out or if we're gonna go to the next meet, you know, all that stuff depends on like, our performance over the weekend and how much time we're doing in practice and all of these different little aspects of it. And I think that's like one of the big misconceptions that happens, you know, um, in my day right now, I'm only in seven credit hours cause I'm about to graduate. So it's kind of like a, not as bad as it normally is, but last semester I was taking 16 credit hours 
one, one of my classes was an internship. So I had to work 12 hours a week and I was going to a hotel on campus, working there from 8am until, until like one or something coming to coming straight there to practice, going straight from practice to lift and then going home and making dinner and doing all of my homework. So it was, and then I had like three or two days of in-person classes. So it was just kind of a constant like cycle of exhaust, exhausting. It's um, a full-time job. Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely a full-time job. I mean, I would say like a lot of like athletes, you know, we have our required like compliance hours, but a lot of athletes, you know, will choose to do those extra um, time, the extra time in practice or go the extra mile and do like a little bit of recovery or whatever it may be, you know, OSU just built a student athlete dining hall, which is very, very nice and very convenient. And I'm very happy that they did it just because after practice, you can go there and you get your meal already all made you know, box it up, pick what you want, and then you get to go home and you don't have to worry about making dinner or making a nutritious meal, you know, it's already all picked out for you. So I think that actually helped relieve a lot of stress for not only me, but I know a lot of my teammates, you know, just being able to have that meal and then feeling like you're actually feeling your body correctly. And that extra 30 minutes or however mm -hmm. long it takes to cook, like, really feel yeah. can feel like three hours because you can you oh know, yeah you can get homework done or you can just mm -hmm. relax or you can go to sleep or whatever the case might be um yeah some of the you know I think people always like oh you know they're getting a free education and it's just like nah it, it's so much more you know than that and you know people have a tendency to devalue student athletes because they really don't understand the struggle in which they go through <laughs> and I feel like to have the people who say the crap they do could never do you know what it is that you guys do right I want to talk about the um, weightlifting aspect uh because I don't know that's always something you know that interests me so you said you lift, you know, at least right now, you know, in this winter phase, you know, three times a week. So like how, especially, you know, compared to a sprinter or a distance runner, first of all, it takes a little bit more of a toll because it is hard to <laughs> lift weights and then go out and throw. Um, but just kind of talk about how you're able to balance that and just kind of, you know, your progression in the weight room and how it's, you've seen it pay dividends? So normally we'll try and get our throwing practices done before uh, weights, just so we don't have to go through the struggle of trying to get into positions, let alone like walk after <laughs> lift. But um, a lot of our lifts are very different from, I would say sprinters, you know, sprinters will focus on specifically just because like we've lifted with them a few times this year and just like picking up the differences. They focus on a lot of like explosiveness from like partial movements and movements that are going to engage their, their uh, quads a lot more versus us. We focus on a lot more full body 
So we'll do normally like an Olympic movement. So a clean or a snatch, and then we'll do a pull of some sort. So like clean pulls, snatch pulls, deadlift, something like that. And then we'll go into the second half of our lift where we do a bench and auxiliary bench. So like a different muscle and then um, a squat. And then we have four or five auxiliaries after. The auxiliaries are just normally like different muscles that need to be strengthened, but we don't want to do dedicate like a full block to strengthening those. So that's normally what our lifts look like. I would say like a lot of the times, the most difficult parts of it is not like moving the weight. It's just the amount of time it takes. So normally our, we lift on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, our Monday lift is around an hour and a half to two and a half hours, just depending on how much stuff we have. So like once you're getting to the end of that, your tank's kind of on empty. So you really have to like push through. That would be like one of the most difficult things. And then our Tuesday lifts are pretty, um, are a lot shorter than that. Normally they range from like an hour to an hour and 30, but that day it's more so like we start working into our technical work and explosiveness. So a lot of our movements that we do will correlate more towards what we're doing in the ring. So we'll focus on like different positions that we'll be in, um, maybe like a, like a push drill with the plate or like something like that, you know, engaging the legs, core and arm. And then on Thursday, we'll do a full explosive, um, uh, day. So like we'll do a fast bench, a fast squat and a fast, um, Olympic clean or snatch or something. Pain. That's all that I quoted from everything that you just said. Uh, and you can't, you know, just, <laughs> I wish you like, I'm not, yeah, I'll say it. if you coached our high school team <laughs> at least <laughs> to that extent to not, because I used to lift before I threw. Oh gosh. And cause I was, cause I was on the weightlifting team as well. And so they were like, okay, well you can just, you know, do both. I wasn't using the old cranium. <laughs> not doing that but it makes sense and it makes sense that it takes like two hours because especially when you're lifting heavier weights you need time to recover those muscles yeah. uh, so you i know, definitely go ahead like our like if we're doing like if so like if we're normally trying to go for like a rep max so like a three rep max five rep max whatever it is like that It'll be, we'll have to take, we don't have to, but the recommended rest time is to take a minute 30 in between sets. So that's kind of like how it adds up so quickly. Oh, wow. That is nothing that I miss. Um, just a couple more questions, then we'll get to our last segment and then we will wrap this bad boy up with a bow. So you are from Ohio. Yes. So how much pride is it being from Ohio, getting a chance to compete at Ohio State? Was like that always the goal? I would say subconsciously that was always the goal. You know, every kid in Ohio dreams about going to Ohio State, let alone doing like sports at Ohio State. So I think once I got that opportunity and it was offered to me, I was 
is static. You know, I was still considering like my other options, um, Miami of Ohio, James Madison, just a couple like smaller G1 schools, but you know, still like great schools. But I just saw like better potential at Ohio State. So I ultimately chose there. But to be from Ohio and to continue to wrap Ohio State into my collegiate career is just an amazing feeling. I mean, like it's, it's Ohio State. It's hard to explain, but it's Ohio State. You know, everybody loves it. And it's just an awesome feeling. What's the best part about being on campus and the best thing that you found about the university? I would say one of the things that I love about campus is just how you can kind of find someone you know everywhere, which sounds very odd, but like, I swear I'll go to like one of my classes and see like somebody that I know from like high school and be like, oh my gosh, hey, how are you type of thing. It's very big, but it feels very small once you get there. Like campus looks massive from the outside looking in, but like once you get there, everything's kind of sectioned into its own little, like the business school, medical campus, you know, everywhere has their own little part. So it's easy to find people, you know, in each part and like grow a relationship with them. So I think that would be one of the best parts about it. How do you live there in the winter? See, I live in Florida. So. <laughs> gosh <laughs> it's, it's it's different like it's supposed to be 85 friday and then okay. friday 70 see <laughs> florida's different like that's so nice when it's 68 degrees when it's like 70 i just so let me preface my comments by saying i don't do this but <laughs> when i was you know going to college it used to be like a national holiday for me because around october um, when it hits like 72 to like 68 degrees, that time frame, you see like all the, the jackets and the oh, yeah. and all of that stuff. And um, I'm like, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It, it, granted, you know, coming the 40 degree temperature drop when it's like 97 every day, but um, just looking at the weather in Ohio, like I was cold yesterday. It was like 58 here. And then, I have friends up north like you are so soft <laughs> you don't know yeah. like here so what is it like how do you like deal with that so we actually went to South Carolina last weekend and or yeah last weekend and it was like 56 and I was like oh this is so warm I'm about to wear shorts so I walk into the facility everybody just is like staring at me I'm like Am I, do I have something like weird going on? Like, what's up? What's up? And one of the throwers from UNC comes up to me. He's like, you're wearing shorts right now. I'm like, yeah, it's warm outside. What are you talking about? And he was like, no, it's not. It's 50. It's only 56. I'm like, all right, sorry. I'm from Ohio. Like I can't really help it, <laughs> but it's, it's not that bad, you know, at a certain point, like cold's not as cold as you think like once we get down to like three or four 20 feels a lot warmer than it actually is <laughs> that is stupid like yeah I don't I don't get that <laughs> like I yeah <laughs> I've just grown up in it for so long that I'm just kind of like used to it you know do you like it I don't mind it I mean it's better than like snakes and alligators. So I was, <laughs> you know, 
just, yeah, I, I mean, it's like Christmas Day, it was like 80, or like New Year's Eve, it was like 84 here. That's absurd. Like, I would love a white Christmas <laughs> instead of like the normal heat stroke. I mean, it, you see, I would say it gets cold here, but after you tell me you run around <laughs> in shorts at 56 degrees, I really can't say that. I mean, the coldest I've been in in the state of Florida, I think it was 11 degrees. Uh, That's cold. That actually is cold. <laughs> yeah, in, in North Florida. Um, so, like, on very isolated, we had two weeks of cold here. Yeah. Like, we had a, a cold snap where the lows were in, like, the teens and upper 20 or lower 20s. And I think it, it hit, like, 29 here. But I was like telling my friends, like, can this be considered cold? And she's like, no, it's like 29 <laughs> degrees. That's like shirt and shorts weather. And we have a freeze invite. We have a freeze warning here. So that is, that is no. Okay. <laughs> Definitely do not need to visit the great state of Ohio. during <laughs> um, So I'm curious, did you grow up a Bengals fan or a Browns fan? Browns fan. I grew up in Cleveland. So I've been a Browns fan my whole life. Did you enjoy the Super Bowl? <laughs> I did. I cheered for the Bengals. Okay. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a little disappointing because I was like, because last year we had actually a pretty decent year. So I was like, all right, this is our year. You know, Browns are going to go to the Super Bowl. No, <laughs> just kidding. How do you fix them? How do you? That's a great question. I don't know. I'm I'm a big Baker fan. I, just because I relate to him very well, you know, he was a walk-on and then he ended up like doing very well in college and then professionally. So I don't think he's the problem, but I mean, who knows? I don't know the behind the scenes stuff on that. If you ask anybody who's a Browns fan, they always have an answer. <laughs> and it usually always starts off with Baker Mayfield. But mm -hmm. listen, his story, I can't, you can't knock it. And so that gets us to the last question prior to um, rapid fire. Well, I want to ask one more question and then we'll get to the last question of rapid fire. What was it like being, obviously this was a weird Olympic games, mm -hmm. um, but what was it like being in Tokyo? You know, what was that experience like for you? It was a very awesome experience. You know, as soon as we landed, you just felt like, the welcomingness of the country you know everybody was super excited to have us all there and just like was super helpful on everything we do I had to uh, google translate on my phone so I would like pull up I would be like bathroom and then I would like just show them that and they'd be like oh it's over there <laughs> and then it was just it was a really great experience you know everybody was super nice I think I have you beat on the weather when we were there it was like 80 percent humidity 80 to like 90% humidity. And then it was like 96, 90, like to hundred degrees. So it was, it was like, for me, that was a huge change. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but Crazy. it was an awesome experience. You know, I think one of the like most interesting things was imagine like college dorm towers, mm -hmm. like where freshmen and sophomores stay on campus. Mm -hmm. That was basically how each country stayed so each country would have like a tower and then you would be able to like 
walk around in your tower and like hang out with uh, people you knew and everything. And then like smaller countries would have like half a tower. So it would be like Argentina on top and then like Peru or something on the bottom, you know, like that type of stuff. And so it was really cool, but it was an awesome experience. I would say like, I definitely want to go back there and explore for myself just because we were confined to the village and then the training facilities, but it was awesome. I had no idea it got that hot and humid and neither did I and that but I was like looking up the weather like three weeks before we left and I was like 107 <laughs> like where is this that is crazy it was like weird like just the weather in Tokyo and then um the I didn't know like I you know went to like the Prefontaine Classic I was like why is it so hot and even not even pre but the Olympic trot thank god I didn't go to that <laughs> I, I left before the last day, but it was so hot prior to that. The one thing that I found like super weird was I thought Oregon was gorgeous and everybody was like, always rains in Oregon, always rains in Oregon. Did not rain for one day that I'm out, I was out there. So I'm like, huh, maybe I should live there when I'm older, like type of thing. But I'm like, I know that was like a surreal moment that's never going to happen again here's the thing like you get caught up in the moment when you're out there like yeah like I I remember I you know I was there for a week covering the pre-classic and it was okay I can't say it was cold there but (laughs) compared to the uh, 112 degree weather we were having and that's dry heat I would much rather have humidity um but it was like in the 40s like at night um wow yeah I was I was like yo this is like winter for me yeah uh, and everything (laughs) but I you get caught up in the moment I don't know what it is especially within that three mile radius on campus like I can see that's like yeah listen I'm I'm coming back here for real and everything (laughs) but nah it's it's a little bit out of my price range but it is it's a beautiful place um and then you talk about leaving like the last before the last day when it was so hot i was like you wish it would rain and <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. everything like that to cool it yeah, down for sure um so wow that is didn't i did not know that it got that hot over in tokyo you learn something new every day but that's an awesome thing about that you know the towers who was like the coolest person you met when you were in those towers for or the team usa tower so i was really looking forward to meeting like the gymnast team and Mm -hmm. then the basketball team but i think they stayed in like a separate like in a hotel off Mm -hmm. outside of the village yeah so i was never able to meet them sadly (laughs) but um one of the people i met was maddie rogers she's a weightlifter yeah and so that was a pretty awesome experience i think she went to ucf sounds familiar yeah all right i have to check that out um but i definitely have heard of her that is really cool so i told you i would ask you this last question 67 minutes ago so i need to ask you this last question (laughs) so obviously your story you were a walk-on who you know is now a two-time ncaa champion looking to make it four-time uh, what do you want to use your platform for and what advice would you give for any young thrower that's coming up in the game? I really look to use my platform to like 
show the different sides of track and field. You know, everybody always sees the results and the different highlights of the competition, but nobody ever really sees like the behind the scenes stuff and like what goes on during training and like that type of stuff. So I think one of the things that I've been trying to do lately on my Instagram specifically, I've been trying to like ask questions about like my different like days and like have people like ask me stuff just so like they know that like these different things that they're feeling during competition or during practice, you know, they're not like alone within it. And I think it's been like very beneficial, you know, to different people learning about different strategies I use and me learning from them on different strategies they use in competition. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. That is something that is very helpful, especially for, you know, young athletes coming up who kind of feel like they're making a mistake or maybe I'm not doing something right. And it kind of teaches them to trust the process as well. Um, Definitely. We'll get your social media tags at the end of this, but this segment is called down the home stretch. This is rapid fire questions. I'm going to ask you, a few of those answer them to the best of your ability. If you do not, it's okay. Only two or three people have. So one was uh, Carol Winger. She was an Olympian mm-hmm. and she took it as a challenge. So are you ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no need to be nervous. I promise. If you had to pick a food to eat for the rest of your life and a food that you could throw away forever, what would they be? Okay, food to eat for the rest of my life would be Thai food. I love like pad Thai, pad suey, like all that stuff. It's it's amazing. Green curry, like that stuff, amazing. A food to throw away. Hmm. I would say, that's hard. I'm a very like, not picky eater so eggs actually i i've been having a very big texture problem with eggs i don't know why so i can't i haven't been like eating them lately so i would say eggs okay do you eat them like scrambled or like sunny side up or or eat over i have a problem with scrambled eggs really yes which is so surprising but like sunny side up i'm completely fine interesting okay yeah well, buy eggs. We don't like you. Okay. <laughs> if you had to pick an actress to portray your life in a movie, who would it be? I'm terrible with actors. I'm terrible with names of people and like putting their faces on people. Okay. So just say the character <laughs> or the movie. I have my fault. Uh, a character on a movie, I would, or a show, I would say. Okay. I have my phone to look it up just in case. <laughs> um, Jess from New Girl. Oh, the main yeah. Zoe um, Deschanel. Yes. Her. I can, I can definitely see. I don't think the like resemblance would be the same, but I think the no, no, like. No, no, no. But I can see you in like that atmosphere because I I watch that on Netflix. Oh yeah. Like, like a cool person to hang out with with like Winston and 
<laughs> yeah. And all those. Oh man, I like that. Okay. Favorite restaurant in Ohio or top two favorite restaurants in Ohio. Okay. In Columbus, my favorite, one of my favorite restaurants is called The Top. It's a steak place. It's like a very old like building and it has like, they have a piano bar in there. It's very like cool. It, it reminds me of like the 19 like 30s or something. It's very awesome. Um, there, It's a steak place and that was very good. I went there like a year ago. It's expensive, so I haven't really <laughs> been back, but it, the experiences are very good. And then my second favorite place in Ohio, Hmm. would have to be in Cleveland. There's a taco place called Barrio. It's it's like a little basic, but I love their uh, queso and everything. If you had to pick one person in this world to have dinner with, who would it be? LeBron. <laughs> Listen, invite me to that dinner too. <laughs> I know. I think you might have to join the waiting list. I think a lot of people would want to. That's true. You would have to like have like a McDonald's dinner with like, like how busy his schedule is. But still, that is awesome. Okay, dream place to vacation. Um, I would say Thailand. I re I really want to go to Thailand. I was listening to somebody's podcast last week about their trip to Thailand, and they went on a. 10 mile hike they did it in like two days but they went on a 10 mile hike and at the top of the mountain they were able to brew a cup of their like a batch of their own coffee what yeah and i think that would be such a cool experience you know being able to like look out over the city and then like have that climb and then make that cup of coffee i think that would be awesome that is epic i need to Wow, that is awesome. <laughs> and yeah. and Thailand's very cheap compared to like the US dollar. So another. Oh yeah, you, you can do some serious damage. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at that. mad at that. If there was a trend that you wish would come back and a trend that you wish would go away, what would they be? I wish the Black Beetle trend like where everybody did the freeze thing. I think that would be funny to bring back. And then a trend that I wish would go away. Um, I'm not really a big fan of like flashy, like designer bags. These are both in fashion, but like flashy designer bags that have like the logos all over it. So I think those would be the two trends that I would want to come back and go away. Okay. Last couple of questions. What is the, if there was a song to describe your life, what would it be? A song to describe. <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is my life is a nightmare, but that's like not, <laughs> that's not a good representation at all. <laughs> Oh man, okay. So <laughs> we'll put an asterisk on that. Yes. <laughs> a big one. Last question. If you had to pick someone to narrate your life, who are you rolling with? Oh, that's difficult. Um, I 
I don't know. Um, maybe Phil from Modern Family. I don't know his name. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, 30 seconds or less, I'm gonna look that up. Cause I forgot his name too. Phil from Modern Family. Phil, what's your name, man? Um, uh, he just did a Super Bowl commercial too. I'm so in- I'm mad that I forgot um, it. Ty Burrell. Yes. Ty Burrell. I'm not going to hate on that answer. That's definitely the first, but I can't hate on it. I like it. I like it. You have survived the rapid fire question and you aced it. Last question. How are we, what can we expect from you this year? How are you rocking up in Columbus? What can we, the fans expect? Yeah. So we're just getting into our indoor championship season. So I'm very excited for that, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun competing against these girls in the Big Ten and then at Nationals, you know, competing against everybody again. Um, I think we'll see some pretty good marks out of me. You know, practices have been trending upwards, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen these following meets. Indoor, outdoor, and then we're hoping worlds, right? Yes. That's how we are rocking. I appreciate you coming on the show. Where can the people follow you? Um, my Twitter is Adelaide Aquila. So it's literally my name, no spaces or anything. And then my Instagram is a Aquila. So a, a Q U I L L A. Adelaide, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show. If you're interested in sponsoring lactic acid, shoot me an email at lacticacidpodcast at gmail.com. Would love to work with you. Would love to bring your brand to our little lactic acid family. Other than that, you can follow the platform on Instagram, lactic acid podcast, Twitter, lactic acid underscore pod. We're on TikTok. I don't know how to use it, but if you want to follow, feel free at Lactic Acid Podcast and on YouTube. And then you can listen on all the uh, sharing devices, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. um, And I forgot the other things that we're on, which is bad, but I'll put them in the show notes. Thank you all so much. And we'll catch you next time.